0: Hi, I'm Albion Lyons.
1: And I'm Doug Weiss.
0: And welcome to Love Life. Okay, Douglas, so it's that question that comes up when you are either a pet parent or a people parent. How do you find balance in your relationship when you have these little ones that sometimes get in the way? hmm Is there a way to be able to get it back to the way that you want it to be or the way that it used to be? How do you find that balance again? Yeah. What do you say? Because you are a pet parent right now, too. I am. So how do you guys manage that? Well, I think, (laughs)
1: let me say this is a thorny subject and one that can often become emotionally charged because we love our children Mm -hmm. and we love our pets. Mm And often we treat our pets like they are our children. And for some people, they absolutely are. And and, and so really what we're talking about here is the possibility for unhealthy competition right. in affection.
0: That big C word.
1: And it doesn't matter whether this is children or pets. That's it's funny. anything that creates an unhealthy imbalance or a competition for for love, for approbation, for affection in a relationship. When you're dividing your attention, it's hard at times to ensure that you are paying attention to all of those in your life that you love. Mm -hmm. It's easy sometimes, and I see this often um, in Life, Love, and Internet Dating. I wrote about this at some length. About the people who go up on a dating site. And, and I have to say, um, <laughs> ladies, and, and, and this may be my... Uh, I, I hope you won't take me too much to task for this. But often, at least in my experience...
0: Proceed with caution.
1: I am. Uh, I will see profiles and and women went on at length... About their pet. Mm-hmm. And all the pictures were with their pet. Now, I think it's appropriate to say, I have a pet, mm-hmm. and that pet is important to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, I saw a great many more women who featured their pet and talked about their pet than I saw women featuring and talking children. about their children. Right. And, you know, the signal you're sending is it has got two dimensions to it. One can be, love me, love my pet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and within reason, I get that that's putting me on notice. If you don't like animals, if you don't right, care I'm about pets, I'm probably not, not the, yeah, right. I'm probably not the person for you. But it can also be seen as a gigantic stay away. <laughs> don't come any closer because my pet comes first. Mm. And that's often the message. Mm-hmm. It's this is the gatekeeper around my affections my pet. I can tell you, ladies, from a male perspective, we don't want to compete. We'd rather not go there in the first place. That doesn't mean we don't care. We do very much, but we want balance and we want your attention too, just as you want our attention. The thing about animals is that they're largely not demanding. Right. <laughs> it's a whole lot easier to love an animal than it is to love a, a person. person, right? People are messy. And people don't always live up to our expectations. And people have their own wills and their own needs and desires and warts and flaws.
0: And they don't forget right.
1: when you do Animals? something
0: wrong. Animals, it's like it didn't happen. Yeah,
1: didn't happen. And you know they're always ready to you know lick you on the you know face or <laughs> you know see you give you the time big time eyes, you walk in the right. Door. right? And so it's it's it's. That very easy love, to right? to get that kind of unconditional love from an animal. And I'm not going to tell you that it's meaningless. It's very meaningful. And, you know, we were talking in a, an episode not long ago about love and relationships and its effect on health. And Absolutely. And people with a lot of evidence. tend to live longer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to be the, the naysayer here. But I'm going to say if you desire a relationship with another human being... <laughs> <laughs> then you better figure out um, how to have that relationship uh, on its terms, and not uh, and not put the two into contention with one another.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd have to say that uh, everything that you said certainly could be applied to children because it's the same issue. Mm-hmm. You know, the I hear men say all the time that they. They almost wish, and, and they hate to admit it quietly, but they o- almost wish that their significant others, their partners, their spouses, love them the way they love their children. Mm. That there's such a, um, as we referenced before, there's such an in- unconditional love yes. Yes. that seems to exist for the children, and they get into all kinds of stuff, they get in trouble, they make mistakes, but somehow they They always seem to find their way back to this affirmative love that doesn't seem to have that same level of elasticity when it comes to you and me as adult people who care and love for each other mm-hmm. um, so it's It's really interesting to to listen to men convey that particular message. I almost never hear it with women. Mm-hmm. It, women rarely will say that they believe that their daughters or their sons come before them inside of a marriage. I, and I, I won't say never, but I rarely hear that come up. But I frequently hear men say that at various points inside of their relationships, that their children unequivocally came before them. Right. And it's and what's interesting is that none of these men are saying I don't want you to love the kids. Mm-hmm. None of them are even saying I need you to love me more than the kids. Right. But I hear them say I wish she loved me like she loved the kids.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So
0: it's just I get it. I get it. As mommies, we almost can't control it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, right. we have to work very hard, oh. especially when it, when it comes to our kids, because in our worlds, we're 100 percent responsible for how you turned out. Mm-hmm. But you whom I married, somebody else made you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so- <laughs> So all those things that irritate me about you, someone else was responsible for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't completely unraise you and re-raise you. But this little one over here, I could craft this exactly the way that I want to craft it. And often our energies go in that direction for that reason. Right. And the kids, assuming you have good kids, and most of us do, they love you in a way that just makes you feel like what I'm pouring out kind of feels like it's coming back the way mm-hmm. that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So we got to have to be careful about that, particularly as women, to not let that take the lead leg entirely inside of the relationship.
1: Yeah. You know, I've seen a, a few relationships where both with respect to pets and with respect to children mm-hmm. where th- the couple are both great at their relationships with their pets and both great in their relationships with their children just terrible with each other right
0: (laughs) i've seen it too and and and, uh,
1: you know when you when you around that for a while uh, you begin to scratch your head and wonder how is this possible how could these people be so fantastic as parents so fantastic as as pet 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 parents pet parents Mm -hmm. um and so loving and affectionate and 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 you know willing to look the other way at everything, <laughs> you know, and and indulgent—not overindulgent, but indulgent right. of of uh, the frailties and, uh, and and challenges that accompany um, uh, that proposition—and yet so uh, unwilling to cut each other any slack, mm-hmm. almost to the point of, uh, you know, you, if there is ever divorce, you know what the fight's going to be about. It's right. not going to be about us. It's going to be about you know, <laughs> who gets who gets the dog or who <laughs> right. gets which child. Um, and, and I, you know, I, you wonder what the conditions were that brought those people together in the first place. Hmm. That's part of the, I think, the the question mark. Interesting question. And and how the feelings they may have had for one another get diverted out of their frustration with each other.
0: Hmm.
1: When people use their children or their pets as a way to distract themselves from achieving rapprochement with each other, Hmm. I think that's the beginning of the end of that relationship. Hmm. And people do this, unfortunately, um, all too frequently. They use... Other, other things, other relationships as a way to avoid the challenges that they're having with their primary relationship. And they create a distraction for themselves. And then they invest themselves almost exclusively in this other or other relationships to the exclusion of the primary relationship and it be, it becomes fallow. Mm-hmm. And... All manner of mischief accrues from there, whether it's just quarrelling and fighting and and uh, acrimony, or one or both seeking, um, either in the other relationships or with a new relationship, um, the seeking the missing ingredients. Um, so I, I think that when you take on, um, uh, especially I say this to recently divorced people, men and women, because this works both ways, right. um, who often will go out and get a pet, <clears throat> they, they're missing the company of someone. They, they, this is a, a way to fill some part of their lives. Be careful that you're not just um, substituting. Yes, it's uncomplicated. I grant you that but it's also not the same degree of richness. Um, in a divorce situation with children, and this is a topic for a whole other um, uh, episode, mm-hmm. um, the key thing here is to be mature enough to understand that the most important part of this are your children.
0: Yeah, and I, to your point in terms of the substitutions, what I tend to see inside of relationship um Counseling sometimes and consulting with women who have sons is them making their sons their spouses. hmm and especially as their sons approach adulthood and into adulthood, yes. the bond that they create with their sons is this inappropriate level of responsibility for you to give me the loyalty, the affection, the support, the consistency that I don't believe my spouse is ever going to give me mm-hmm. or is not giving me at the level that I need. And it puts pressure on that son significantly to, to try to be something that he was never created to be. And, and conversely, when he, I shouldn't even say conversely, and secondarily, when he gets into his own relationship, the tension that is created in that tug of war between the mother and the wife or the significant other, can be a nasty triangle oh, for gosh, him yes. to have to navigate. Yeah. But it's all because there were unhealthy bonds and connections that were created because the child became the distraction from the marriage mm-hmm. and then became the depend- you became dependent on that child in a way that that should not have happened. So it's important that we are mindful that balance is essential to health. And when we take things out of balance, too much or too little, we always leave a place of homeostasis, of of health. Mm -hmm. We need to be thoughtful about the ways in which we're investing our emotion, our love, our attentions, and our affections, such that there is healthy reciprocity and the wrong things are not getting too much of who it is that we were
1: supposed to be. And to end this on a positive note, I think that when couples mutually invest in a pet or pets or children and their children Mm -hmm. or their children. Um, You know, that's the positive synergy that you get that that's a healthy, uh, robust uh, situation. And often what you're going to see there, I think almost invariably what you're going to see are people who really are loving towards each other and have a strong and abiding relationship.
0: Indeed.
1: Well, that's our, our episode for this week. We, uh, once again, have had some some interesting <laughs> and, and hopefully provocative conversation. We could always count on our audience. That's right. And we, <laughs> we hope we're going to hear from you. Uh, you can do that by writing to us at Doug at lovelife.digital. Or, or... Alvian
0: at lovelife.digital.
1: And we want to thank Chelsea Washington, who's producing the show today, and Todd Washburn, our recording engineer. Mm-hmm. We will be back with you next week with another provocative topic. <laughs> Until then, we hope you have a great week and thank you so much for listening to Love Life.
0: See you soon.